Okay, so we got Nagin Farsad again as a co-host, and Steven, who's going to ask the question this Nagin, time? Are you going to ask? Nag- we asked Nagin if she would like to bring a question to the question day. Nagin, you have like a little list of them? Yeah, I have a little list. By, by the option. way, we should add Nagin is a comic, is a movie producer, has a book out called Does that put a lot of How to Make on White you to People call you a comic? Should we just pretend that you're a regular just person? Just like a civilian? Then people say, wow, she's funny. She, she should be a no, comic. I want to <laughs> pay tribute to the fact that she's put in an enormous <laughs> amount of work to call herself a stand-up comedian. I take back everything I just thought and said, James. Thank you. Pardon me. That's a really she has a new nice podcast. What's I, feel like, the I feel like you and I have a totally different relationship when someone else enters the booth. <laughs> what, how does it change? You're all lovey-dovey. Always... When it's the two of us, he's like, I love you, Stephen. I missed you in your <laughs> Does way. he really say things like that? I do say I love you, Stephen, all the time. <laughs> That's really sweet. Because when it's just him and me on the show. <laughs> I think I heard you say it on the When podcast. it's just me, him and me on the show, I am gay. But when it's you on the show, I'm completely heterosexual. Maybe that's what. Maybe you're doing some kind of complicated masking. That, you need to code uh, some kind of code switching. Yeah, yeah. Well, code anyway, it's um, a good way to put it. I know that whatever you say about me that's hurtful does not come from your true heart. Does not. And I know that Nagin has a, a, a short list of questions, or maybe a long list. Do you want us to help you? I think you, you, you just guys want to should, read a I whole can, bunch of questions. We'll I can pick read one? these questions, and then you guys, pick, yeah, pick. I, I would love to have an episode where we just hear questions from you. Maybe there's no answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the sound uh, of one question put, being asked? Together forever? questions. Okay, so here are some questions. Does it make you feel uncomfortable when people of color talk about race? That's one. I like that question. I like that question. Okay, here's another one. What do you think you could accomplish in your life if you eliminated your James? ego? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What could I accomplish in my life if I eliminated my ego? Okay. Yeah, or like what would you do if what would you really do with your time if wow, like you I didn't like have that ego? A lot. Yeah. Okay, this is another one. Do you think someone who curses is viewed differently? Like someone who has a potty mouth or like yeah. how do you view them? Or yeah. I mean, I know Good. they are, but yeah. like it's a different world out there, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. We wear sneakers to work. Um, what type of social scenario gives you the most uh, social anxiety? Well, podcast recording. Yeah, definitely podcast recording. <laughs> These are good questions. Very thoughtful. Thank you. You know, I had a podcast earlier today uh, for my other podcast, which is named The James Altucher Show. It's uh, catchy. Very, very yeah. creative. How'd you it, think of that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot of, I put up a lot of surveys. Did, demo did you do Marcus? You, you did a lot of, yeah, a lot market of research? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I secretly always hope before every single one of my podcasts that the person's not going to show up and then mm. it's just going to be and canceled because I get really nervous before every single podcast, 100% of them. That's kind of how I feel about every gig I ever have. That you <laughs> yeah, want, you no, want I agree to really cancel. There's like a, because, no, I think the reason for that might not be because of social anxiety, though. I think it's a snow day thing. It's like oh. you want, you want, and then that, and then those hours are just yours. But I what about really the anxious. excitement of knowing that you're going to perform? Because ex- performing is thrilling. Yeah. And even if it's anxiety causing, yeah. don't you want that badly? I do, but yeah. But not badly enough to cancel out the snow day feeling, you're saying? Uh, I mean, I, I think if there, I, the snow day feeling has to be rare for it to be special, you Point. know? That's the thing about it. But I don't, yeah, but I, but yes, but also uh, the thing that with performing is that it, 
that those hours leading up to it are uh, can be a nightmare because you're just like, oh, what am I? What if they don't laugh? You know, and that whole thing. But then when you're up there, even if they don't laugh, when you're up there, that you're thrill of what? like what's gonna happen is really exciting. Oh my god! I mean, because we talked about this the last. Wait, hour. what question are we asking? Answering? I don't, I don't know. The the what gives you social anxiety? Is that what it was? Yeah, it I was. Yeah, like what social scenario? I want to not forget your other questions though. Maybe we'll we'll do one at a time. Okay. Okay, because I like your question. I think they're questions are great so maybe we might have to hang on to you longer than you wanted to be hung well but, but how do you how do you get over kind of let's say before performing the social anxiety like because performing public speaking yeah. all that kind of stuff where it's one to many yeah and that's really scary yeah so how do you get over that social well, anxiety so i like a good new yorker did therapy for like talk four, therapy talk therapy for four months once with a jew with the, it was probably, I didn't, I wasn't really allowed to ask No one can say questions. that word the way you do. Wait, how come I always see Nathan shaking his head? Did I say something because, wrong? <laughs> because some Jews, myself included, don't like the notion of self-hatred. Ah, and, and Nathan, I, I just said Jew. No, you didn't say and Jew. I'm Jew. I said Jew. Jew. <laughs> you didn't say it the you way. You had a little it tone. Wasn't you had a little tone. Jewish? I am Jewish but also, also. you might be, you know, you were, you felt a little uncomfortable when I said, called myself a muzz. So you might just be I don't, sensitive to these things. So you might be sensitive might to three-letter words. <laughs> it is. Exactly Three-letter words That's that have um, syllables on either side of the vowel. <laughs> right. Because like... You all, mean consonants on either side? Oh, yeah, sorry. Syllables, consonants. Come on. All these... Don't go, go grammar on me. But, <laughs> but like I, E-Y-E. That word doesn't bother me. No. You know, alm. I'd like an alm or alms more. But if it commonly. was lamb. Yeah. L A M. Just sets, look at my, look at my, on my arms. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, so, the, so the question is. So the question is. So, so she'd go to a therapist. Wait, what oh, is right, the question? Oh, right, This is what I was telling you what guys. How do you get over I social bet, how do you get over? How do you get over? Yeah, how do you get over the social anxiety before performance? And I think mm. I was trying to figure out what gave me a good show and what didn't. I think uh. this is really... Um, I actually went in to deal with a breakup. That's why, why I went in the first place. I had never done therapy before. But while I was in there, I was like, hey, let's deal with my stand-up as well. <laughs> this is going to be a good use of time. And Plus, it's expensive. You want it to be practical. Yeah, yeah, how how expensive was it? Well, I went to a sliding scale place because, especially at that time, was not making any money. Um, so, what does that mean? A sliding scale place? It's a, it's a, it's a practice where the it therapists had a, a a school element uh, attached to it. So you it. got a student therapist. Yes, I got a student therapist. Whoa, I that... didn't mean to elevate them and to full therapist. Did, that, did you feel that the student therapist was as good as a? a... I found myself. So I found that he. Like probably needed a little bit more experience with comedians because there was a point at which, <laughs> like we all do, <laughs> there, I just, there was a point at which I was just like trying out bits on him and like where I was like, oh my god, why am I entertaining this man? Like, what am I doing? Like, he should know that I'm. This is like, um, this is not happening correctly, you know. <laughs> so, so it didn't. I think ultimately, he wasn't the guy for me. Very, but a very nice man. So what he? So we kind of like broke down. Like scenarios where I thought I had a really good show versus scenarios where I thought I had a bad show or like a whatever average show. And it turned out that scenarios where I had a really good show were ones where I was running late uh-huh. or I was running from another gig and there were mm-hmm. some logistical issues and it just sort of arrived and they threw me on stage. Wow. You didn't have time to... And I didn't to... have time to like kvetch about the whole mm-hmm. thing and get all up in my head. So the nervousness then was correlated to having a bad show. The time of nervousness before the show. Yes, hmm. that's the that's the the how, regression curve. That how we're confident creating. are you that you isolated the 
factor that caused it? Did Because then did you address it somehow and you found that you solved it? Well, I also have found that, so I get migraines. I'm one of those mm, people, though it doesn't, yeah, no, it totally sucks. Um, that's why I smell like essential oils because I have peppermint on my head. That. Um, Does so that I, work better than Aleve or whatever? I think a combination of things, you know, but it makes me feel better not to put like drugs and in smell my better. body. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, not that you smelled bad but- <laughs> before. Also, thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Um, But I think one of the things I've also noticed is when I have a migraine, I'm definitely less uh, critical of myself because I'm just like, I can't believe I'm functioning. I feel like crap, you know? And so I just sort of go in and do like an audition or something. And I'm like actually do better auditions because I just don't care. I'm just in pain and I kind of want to just do the job as best I can and get out, you know? So do you know what causes the migraines? Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, like stress Mm. and yeah. So do you think it's the migraine itself and the pain associated with it that lets you put your anxiety guard down? Or do you think it's the stress maybe that causes the migraine, but it's the stress that's the underlying driver of your... Of everything. Maybe of less, however, performance anxiety. Well, there could be this bigger chronic stress, like how's your career doing? And then that leads to the anxiety before each event. And so if you kind of eliminate the anxiety before the event, it helps you have deal with the bigger stress. Take a moment to listen to this message while we figure out where this answer is headed. Hey everyone, this is Scott Aukerman of Comedy Bang Bang. I want to tell you that now hear this is a brand new podcast festival that's happening this fall. Get ready for a weekend of live performances and opportunities to meet your favorite podcasters. Now here, this will feature podcasting titans like me, Scott Aukerman, doing Comedy Bang Bang Live, in addition to How Did This Get Made, WTF with Mark Marin, with special guest Lauren Lapkus, Brilliant Idiots, and more being announced all the time, including plenty more Earwolf and non-Earwolf favorites. It's all happening in Anaheim, California, October 28th through the 30th. You'll get Halloween off. Don't worry. Buy your tickets now and get all the details at nowhearthisfest.com. As of today, have you fixed or shed most of your performance anxiety as no, a comic? No, not remotely. Why don't you no. just show up late for every event? Or I know. that's. I mean, because I'm kind of like a nerd and I can't, like, I'm, I feel like I'm... I'm like one of these people that shows up early. Just to be <laughs> honest, you did show up a little bit late for this event. I yeah, did, and you've I, been I, on fire, but... <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Do you have a migraine too? That would be really... Yeah, I should, but I showed up three minutes late. All like right, it maybe wasn't, But you need to yeah. maybe find your window. Yeah, I might need to. You know, it, yeah. may, it may also be that like being fashionably late makes you feel like you've kind of arrived. Maybe, you know? which makes me maybe a horrible person. <laughs> No, Does that? No, no. It gives you the confidence of, uh, yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to be fashionably late because I'm fashionable. And I know the difference between fashionably late and tardy, right? Yeah, yeah. And therefore, I'm walking in with all kinds of sense of um, confidence and belonging and and uh, and belief in myself. You know, we don't have to get into the into this. Oh, this no, is, there's an evolutionary this reason. This is related for, oh, to God. Darwin's theory of sexual selection, the lesser-known theory of evolution that he has, but— we won't get into it. It's an ongoing fight with us. But I want to. I just yeah. want to ask you: 
Did we boil down to a technique, though, that you don't follow, which is that if you do want to avoid social anxiety, whether it's public speaking or even a party or a comedy event or whatever, show up late. Or- show up late because you don't have to. I think for anyone who has to do public speaking, you know those you know, scenes of the, the person like in, in the uh, backstage area with their index cards just pacing back and forth and back and forth? That doesn't feel... It doesn't help. Necessary. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't help. I don't know that it helps anyone. Do you and do so, anything physical or cognitive beforehand, right beforehand, that you found is useful? Uh, I mean, I like I, I do a lot of like stretching mm, or whatever. Too. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. to just kind of get because it's physical and I think and it expends energy a little does bit. Does it get your mind off your anxiety or not? Yeah, really? yeah. a little bit. I think it does, mm-hmm. and so that's what I. Yeah. What about breathing? How uh, do you focus on that? Do you because you know. So the, so the James, forgive me if I mentioned this before. The only piece of public speaking advice I ever got, which was years ago, was in college. Oh, you asked me uh, on another episode what I learned in college. But I forgot. This is actually the only significant thing I learned. <laughs> it's that when you're getting ready to address, to give a public um, yeah. speech of some kind, what you want to do is clench your buttocks together very tightly. And when you the, learned this in college. I learned this in college in public about speaking About clenching class. your buttocks. Right. It was, wow. It, it was, it was what? not— What does that do? Something to your diaphragm? Or yeah, I don't it know was what? not, a, I should say, a buttocks clenching course entirely. It was a public <laughs> speaking course. But the argument was this. The argument was this. Buttocks clenching If you stand up there and you clench your buttocks, what does that do? Well, it forces you to stand up very yeah. straight. When you stand up very straight, what is what happens? Your lungs expand. When your lungs expand, what happens? You deliver some oxygen to your brain. Therefore, because, you know, it's very. I see this in the things that I do that are stressful, mm-hmm. golf or yeah, yeah. meeting someone, and you really, you catch yourself, you're literally not breathing. You're yeah. holding your breath. Yeah. It's a very natural um, response. But I think the, the weird thing... But the weird thing about all this is that I don't actually think even performing is my highest level of anxiety, like inducing. I mean, just in terms of like an interaction type thing, I think just like having an interaction with a stranger, Mm. starting an interaction with a stranger is Mm. more anxiety inducing maybe than performing. Well, like let's say you're pitching a movie project. Yeah, like that. That's work. That's work. Is it more? Do you get more anxiety on the professional or personal front? Um. I mean, I guess they're different types of anxiety. But I'll I'll tell you like I uh I one of my goals now is to start giving people compliments instead of just thinking Try, them. Give me one. Oh, uh but now I'd have to like make one up because I didn't have one. Because there's <laughs> nothing about me you can compliment organically. You'd have to prepare. Thanks a lot. That's a <laughs> really yeah. great a no day one, or two it No wonder you're anxious. No, I, you're a horrible wait, person no. and you know that uh, people are gonna <laughs> run away from you next time they see you. No, no, no. Okay, but I now that I've given you a good look, I would say that the you're wearing some fly uh, suede shoes. Uh, I like that. That's very observant. And so today, the uh, the, I there was a woman. I was buying a coffee, and there was a woman standing next to me, and she was wearing uh, she was wearing a really beautiful dress. Mm. And normally, I would just think to myself, "That's a beautiful dress." But you said it to her. But then today, I was like, "Nope, just tell her. Tell her she's a stranger. You got to tell her." That's and nice. I told her, and she told me the whole story. She bought it in Hawaii, and I found that I actually feel so much better. Mm by these weird little strange interactions. Mm. But, Nikki, and this is related to another podcast we recently did, which is this is a nice way to get out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. kind of like and be an explorer, mm-hmm. almost do a... Because uh, we were discussing, if you go... You you could... It's easy to explore when you go to another country. How can you explore when you're who in you your are own, yeah. when you're in your own? And I think this is a good way to explore that. Yeah. Say compliments to people when instead of just thinking them. Do white people make you more anxious? <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh-huh. do you give different kinds of compliments to white people? Because uh, like I feel like saying I have fly suede shoes sounds super white somehow. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it. If, if like you or I were to say it. But not Nagin. No, I think... I think because I grew up in a really, as a member of a really underpopulated ethnic minority, I don't generally feel uncomfortable talking to any particular, Uh there's no, you know, racial or ethnic group that makes me feel uncomfortable. Was the lady with the dress, was she white? Uh, She, I couldn't, she was maybe, I couldn't tell. She could have been Latina. You didn't ask for her card? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I should have asked for a birth certificate. When you were a kid, did you ever your pants? Was that anxiety producing? (laughs) Oh. Dagin, I'm sorry. Because it happened to me once, and it was very anxiety producing. How old were you? Six. And then what'd you do? I had to go to the nurse's office because it was in school, and they just kept me in the nurse's office until my mom picked me up. They didn't have, like, extra underwear for this. I feel like no, this happens a lot to six-year-olds. they didn't. My mom had to bring in a See, change of clothes. white people don't have it as easy as you think. Yeah. <laughs> that was very anxiety-producing because then the next day going in, everybody made fun of me. Yeah, what'd they call you? I forget. No, you don't. For, you remember the White House Mine. phone number. No, like I do poop. remember that Poopy they made pants. fun of me. Like, like head or, yeah. <laughs> I mean. So, I, you know what I should have done? You're now, right. All jokes do end up. In, Getting in, back to the In back, retrospect right. now, if I had known <laughs> Nagin back then, I would have known exactly what to do the next day for school. Get a migraine? Self-deprecate. No. no. Show up late. You never know how the conversation might go on Question of the Day, but here's a taste of what the next episode will sound like. Wait, what's the... You had some questions last episode. Yes, I have some. We okay. answered... We went through one of them. So, uh, one of the questions that seemed to pique your interest, I don't know, is... I actually like the first one you had. Oh, the first one. Okay. I like the second one. Yeah. I like the first one, too. Um. Oh, do you... Okay, you like the first one. So... Race. Are white people uncomfortable talking about race? Does it make you feel uncomfortable when people of color talk about race? <laughs> 